At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is VSEN's Best Bets, giving you VSEN's top talent, handicappers, and guests to catch you up on what you may have missed. Hey, everybody, and welcome in. The show is VSEN Best Bets on a NCAA tournament week starting right now on this Monday with the brackets fully set. And we have picks on all four regions to bring it today. In addition to a little bit of NFL free agency news and notes, but the big story today, it's the NCAA tournament and the brackets are, are now out and the betting has begun. I'm Ben Wilson taking you through the next hour here on VEASAN Best Bets. Let's get right into it. Tim Murray, who is part of our VEASAN College Basketball Betting Podcast, was the first one on the air last night as the brackets were officially announced. And he joined our Gil Alexander this morning on a numbers game for his thoughts on the first two regions we'll discuss right now before Wes Reynolds joins us later in the show. Up first, though, here's Tim Murray talking two of the four regions. Purdue, the number one seed, taking on the winner of the Texas Southern Fairleigh Dickinson play-in game, first four, if you will. I assume you're advancing Purdue. Are you playing the spread? Uh, I will, uh, as of now, not be playing the spread. All right. And then a cruel trick on both Memphis and FAU, yeah. uh, against the, uh, conference USA tournament champs who are 31 and three, the FAU owls, Memphis and Florida. Who are you advancing? Are you playing this game betting wise? I did. Uh, so I'm going to be on Memphis here. I really like Memphis and it's no knock on, uh, you know, what, uh, Florida Atlantic is, uh, I would play the short money line price. I see some minus one thirty fives out there. If you watch Memphis yesterday, and this isn't a recency biasy thing, uh, Gil, I, I just think this is a team, uh, with Kendrick Davis, who's a, a guard who's been around a long, long time. This is not a, you know, James Wiseman led Memphis team. This isn't one and dunners. This is an old veteran mm -hmm. Memphis team and they're getting hot at the right time. So uh, I'm going to roll with the Tigers here on the short money line price. All right, let's try to squeeze in two more here. Uh, Thursday in Orlando. Those were Friday in Columbus Thursday yep. in Orlando, Duke Oral Roberts, the five twelve game. I mentioned Duke's won nine in a row. Oral Roberts, 17 games in a row, uh, win streak longest active in D one five twelve game. Yeah, I'll keep it brief. Uh, don't have a play on it yet. Really thinking hard about Oral Roberts. We'll see how this number goes, Gil, because it feels like a lot of people are thinking, okay, Duke's hot. They're going to roll. Um, Oral Roberts, as you alluded to, is one of the best mid-majors out there. Max Acemas and Oral Roberts, remember, they made a magical run two years ago, beat Ohio State in the first round, then Florida, made it to the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed. This team can really score. Connor Vanover is enormous, 7-5 center. So uh, haven't played it yet. Thinking about taking the points with Oral Roberts, but I do think Duke ultimately prevailed. Orlando Thursday as well. The winner of this taking on the winner of the Duke Oral Roberts game. This is a 4-13 game between Rick Barnes, Tennessee Volunteers. 
uh, who have lost, by the way, Tennessee has lost to a lower seed in the last four NCAA tournaments against the Raging Cages of Louisiana Sunbelt Tournament champs. Their last tourney win all the way back in 1992. Anything in the advanced bracket or ATS realm, sir? Yeah, this might be one of those situations, Gil, where uh, people are getting a little too cute. Um, mm-hmm. And I have not played it. I'm not brave enough to lay 10 and a half with Tennessee here, but uh, this might be the too cute realm. I think UL Lafayette will be a very popular uh, upset pick, underdog play. Uh, I've said for months that I would be fading Tennessee in the NCAA tournament. So uh, I'm going to stay off of this one. Um, but, you know, the 413, very profitable just a year ago, uh, three and one ATS. So understand the moves, uh, a pass for me, but certainly a Tennessee team that is very, very vulnerable, knowing that they are so predicated on defense and uh, can have really slow s- spells of offense. Uh, Friday, this is in Greensboro. Number six seed Kentucky against 11 Providence Friars, Kentucky and Oscar Shibway uh, leading the uh, leading D1 in rebounds, 13.1 rebounds per game. Kentucky with their 60th NCAA appearance. That's an all-time record. What do you got here? The Providence last year, they were a team that everybody wanted to fade. Uh, very popular first-round upset was South Dakota State over uh, the Friars, and uh, they covered that round. They covered the round against Richmond uh, and then lost but covered against Kansas. So uh, Ed Cooley went 3-0 ATS last year. You know, this is one I, I've just been staring at. Um, you know, this is a uh, Bryce Bryce Hopkins. He was on Kentucky. Now he's on Providence. So fun little uh, storyline there. He's the top player on the Friars. Um, I, I love Ed Cooley in an underdog role, but it does feel like you're catching Providence at at one of their lowest, right? They've lost four of five here, Gil, three in a row. So uh, no play for me because I, I think Kentucky has the ability to make a run here. If they get out of this little pod and play Marquette in, at Madison Square Garden, I think they could go deep. Winner of that one takes on Kansas State, Montana State winner. That's a 3-14 game between Kansas State and the Big Sky champs. Yeah, I think I'm going to look Montana State first half here. Kansas State has done a really good job of uh, kind of figuring things out as games go on and, and uh, eliminating leads there uh, for Jerome Tang's squad. Montana State a year ago uh, got absolutely blasted in the first round of the NCAA tournament by Texas Tech, just a, a horrible matchup, uh, and they got smoked by the Red Raiders 97-62. to 62. So, you know, you've got a little bit of, uh, of, you know, they've been there, done that, Montana State, uh, but I do think this could be a first-half look. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Montana State had the lead going into to halftime. Michigan State, USC, 7-10 game in Columbus. Yeah, this was uh, the classic shoulder shrug game. Like, I don't know. I, I can see either <laughs> one. So yeah. I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go pass on this one since we've got a lot of get- things to get to. All right, and the last one in the East, uh, number two Marquette against number 15, the Vermont Catamounts from America East. Thought about wearing my Vermont shirt. Shout out to, uh, to John Becker, former head coach of uh, Gallaudet University yes. down there in D.C., and uh, also a longtime assistant at Catholic University in D.C. Love Vermont. They've been there before. Um, but uh, I do think this is a Marquette team that is peaking at the right time. So uh, would only look dog here, but uh, just not a spot that I'm uh, I'm racing to play. Speaking of D.C. schools, let's go to the West region because that's where all D.C. schools end up. Kansas against Howard, 116. Let's go, Bison. What do you got? Uh, all I got is 1992 yeah. Howard's first tournament appearance since 1992. Well done Bison. Uh, it's going to come to an abrupt end here for, against <laughs> Kansas, but uh, hell of a run. What a great finish. If I can give a shout out to, to Howard university down there in the heart of DC, I will. But uh, I think Kansas is uh, too much for here for the Bison. Nothing like a Friday afternoon at the quad at Howard university winner takes on the eight, nine game, Arkansas and Illinois. It's a good little eight, nine. All the eight yeah. nines are good. Yeah, I like Arkansas here. Um, you know, I, I think Arkansas is a team that I just like to back in, in NCAA tournament settings. Uh, Musselman, uh, Eric Musselman, their head coach, I think, you know, especially the way that the season ended uh, where you lost three of four, four or five, I guess, last three regular season games, you lose to Texas A&M. Uh, I think this is a good spot to, to look to back the Razorbacks here. You've seen the market uh, agree a little bit here too. So uh, this would be a spot with the talent that they have on that roster. Uh, I think Arkansas could be a tricky, tricky spot there. 
uh, for uh, for the Jayhawks if they do advance here. I think Air, Air Arkansas gets it done. All right, moving along in the West, 5-12 game Friday in Albany. St. Mary's, the Gales of St. Mary had a shares, uh, share of uh, the West Coast Conference regular season title with Gonzaga against number 12 VCU. Yeah, VCU and St. Mary's, this is uh, a little fun that the committee got to do because these are two teams incredibly predicated on defense, uh, St. Mary's and, and VCU, St. Mary's top 10 in the country in defensive efficiency, VCU sitting there uh, at top 10 as well, uh, I guess a little bit outside the top 10, but we'll see how this number moves here. Um, but I, I'm, I'm peeking at VCU just a little bit here, but I think ultimately St. Mary's probably gets it done. One of the more uh, computer darlings of the season. Okay. Winner of that takes on the winner of the game between UConn and Iona four thirteen game Friday in Albany. I think this is another one of those games, Gil, where are, are, are people getting a little too cute where you've got Iona, the last run for Rick Pitino. This game is in Albany, New York, so not too far away from uh, from New Rochelle there. I'm sure there's plenty of Iona fans that will make the trip. Also not too far away from, from UConn, and I think there will be plenty of Husky fans uh, there in the stands as well. So this has been a game that's seen plenty of movement towards the Gales. Um, I, I'm just wondering if the – you know, if UConn's a little bit too big and too athletic for this Iona team coming out of the Mac. So I uh, can't wait to see this showdown because uh, we'll see plenty of Rick Pitino versus UConn in the years to come whenever he's at St. John's. Whenever he's at St. John's. Flirted with Georgetown there for a second. All right, four games, 20 seconds on each. Yes. Uh, by the way, UConn favored by nine there. Friday, TCU, Arizona State, 6-11 game in Denver. Oh, we're just moving on Arizona State, huh? Oh, Arizona State, Nevada winner. I'm sorry. Looked away. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, Sorry, Nevada. Yeah, come on. You live in that state now, Gil. Um, <laughs> you know, TCU, what is Eddie Lampkin going to be back is the biggest question for me. I think this team can make a run if they're full strength. I do have a long shot future on them to win the NCAA tournament. So mm -hmm. uh, for my personal purposes, let's go TCU, but we'll see about their health. All right. Winner takes on the 311 winner from Gonzaga and Grand Canyon from the WAC. Gonzaga if you go to Bart Torvik Gill over the past six, seven weeks of the season, go back to January 21st, number one team in the country. Offense is humming right now. Uh, I just wonder if Grand Canyon has enough to us to stay with the Zags. That's why you see one of the biggest spreads on the board in this game. All right, real quick, 710 Northwestern Boise State and then the UCLA UNC Asheville game 215. What are your thoughts on both of those? Real quickly on UCLA, if they're full strength, which I don't think they will be, uh, I think they win the national championship. Uh, so we'll see the difference with Jaden Clark there. And then the Purple Cats and the Broncos. Uh, market's moving in favor of uh, Northwestern here. I kind of like Boise State, even though Mountain West has been absolutely horrifying in the NCAA tournament the past couple of years. Uh, Tim Murray joining Gil Alexander on a numbers game. We have much more coming from ANG later on the show today. You can catch Gil and Kelly Bidlin weekday mornings on a numbers game, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time. Uh, Tim bringing up that Boise State game. Broncos have never won an NCAA tournament game and lost to Memphis last year in an 8-9 game, part of a disastrous tournament for the Mountain West a season ago. When we come back, we'll have Wes Reynolds dive into the other two regions. We've already talked the East and the West. How about the Midwest and the South? Wes Reynolds breaks down all of those games with Gil when we return. We'll also have some bracket pool strategy a little bit later on in the show, and we'll have our daily dose of NFL action still to come. As we roll on, it's the Monday edition of VSIN Best Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's best bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into VSIN Best Bets. We're just getting started on a loaded Monday talking all four regions of the NCAA tournament now that the brackets are officially out and lines are available on every single first round game. Ben Wilson back with you from the South Point Sportsbook Studio. We just had Tim Murray on talking all the East and West first round games. Last night I was on with Wes Reynolds when the brackets came out and we had a good discussion talking about how to bet the bracket in our special VSIN Betting the Bracket show. As Wes joined Gil as well on a numbers game this morning, Wes's topics, the South as well as the Midwest. Here's how Wes is deciding to break down his bracket with those two regions. South region. Let's do this bracket by bracket. Number one, Alabama gets the winner of the Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The fighting Brad Porises of Texas A&M Corpus Christi against Southeast Missouri State, the Red Hawks, the Ohio Valley champs. I'm assuming you're advancing Alabama. Are you playing the number? Yeah, I'm, I'm advancing Alabama. And, and, and I think if it's Corpus Christi, by the way, they, they're a pretty quick tempo team uh, out of the Southland Conference. So, you know, it's kind of hard this time of year, I think, when you get into the NCAA tournament to really change your stripes here. Uh, Corpus Christi, I think, 80th in tempo overall. Alabama certainly in the top five. So it's hard to all of a sudden, okay, you're a running team and then play slow and then try to play a snail space. So, yeah, Alabama's advancing. You playing Corpus Christi minus four against Southeast Missouri State? I, I do lean that way. Corpus Christi, by the way, number two in foul shooting in the country at 80%. Uh, so they're getting CMO. Corpus was really the best team in the Southland over here. I don't know if I'm going to bet it yet. That's certainly the way I would lean, though. All right. Alabama, if they advance, and we assume they will, will take on the winner of the 8-9 game between Maryland and West Virginia. Jameer Young was the man for Maryland this year. Led him in scoring and assists. Bob Huggins, 26th NCAA appearance. Uh, I kind of like West Virginia here in this spot. Maryland, Maryland on the road, and and this isn't a true road game, of course. This is neutral site, but Maryland only won one game away from home in Big Ten conference play, and that was against Minnesota. I don't like Maryland away from College Park, and West Virginia, I think, was very competitive in a, in a lot of games this year, especially against really good teams. They're 15th in adjusted offensive efficiency, so uh, I like the Mountaineers. Here's where it gets interesting. Thursday in Orlando. What do you got here? San Diego State, Charleston. I think Charleston's kind of going to be an in-vogue upset pick, but I'm going to go with the Aztecs here. I think, uh, look, San Diego State's always that disappointment. I think every single year, Gil, we look at their defense and they're like, oh, San Diego State, man, they're just, you know, they're going to go on a run, and then they always disappoint. One of the problems with the Aztecs, too, is that they do go through scoring droughts, and you saw that a little bit out here in Vegas at the Thomas and Mack in the Mountain West Tournament. But Charleston's not played a defense of this caliber either. The 13 seed, Furman, he advanced. The Paladins taking on the Wahoos of Virginia. 13-4, a 4-13 game here. 
I'm advancing the Paladins, too, and I've already bet this, actually. Uh, I like Furman. And Furman, this matchup, by the way, and I don't want to go tinfoil hat here, but I always think that CBS and Turner and the networks, they like to put a potential upset in that first window on Thursday because they want to sell, oh, it's the madness, baby. This is a team with a couple senior guards. Uh, one of them has been with the program, I think both of them, for like five years. So these are seniors. They're finally in the NCAA tournament. They get an ACC team down in the South. You know, it's probably like, hey, we wanted to go play for an ACC school and we got overlooked and now we go to Furman. But they run really good stuff. They are number one in the country, by the way, in two-point shooting. I think Furman covers and wins outright. Other side of the South. We'll just get in a couple games here or maybe even one game. Let's talk about the 6-11 game between Creighton, the Blue Jays of Creighton, and NC State. Creighton's a dark horse for my final four here. I know they looked very unimpressive in the Big East tournament on Friday, got blown out by Xavier, but I don't know how NC State's going to get stops uh, with this team. And Creighton, I think, much better defensively. They don't foul. Uh, they don't give up a lot of threes. I think Creighton advances. Winner of Creighton-NC State, the 6-11 game. Once again, we're talking uh, South Region here. Takes on the winner of the 3-14 game, Baylor and UC Santa Barbara, Friday in Denver. What do you got here? I think Baylor advances, but I, I don't really like this Baylor team. I know people are going to look and see number two adjusted offensive efficiency. They're also 104th in defense. Uh, this is one of the worst defenses Scott Drews probably had in over 10 years down there. They just they let you operate the way you want to operate. And one of those stats would be assists per field goal makes. And they are 351st in terms of opponents being able to get those assists per made baskets, which tells you. They let you do what you want to do offensively. So uh, I'm not going to pick UC Santa Barbara for the upset. I wouldn't be surprised if they covered here. I do think Baylor advances, albeit not very impressive. Uh, Missouri here against the Utah State squad, the Aggies 7-10 game. What do you got? Yeah, this is interesting because we know that the Mountain West went over last year, and I think people are maybe tempted to bed so again, but yet here you go. You've got a 10 seed, Utah State, out of the Mountain West that's favored over Mizzou. Now, Mizzou's gotten a little bit of support. Uh, probably going to be a track meet here, so lean to the over here at 154.5. All right, winner of that takes on, also on Thursday from Sacramento, the 215 game between Arizona and Princeton. Is this our 15 upset, our 11th of all time? Yes, no, no, nothing. I don't think so. Uh, I think Arizona runs the floor very well. They're number four in adjusted offensive efficiency. I think the Cats advance. All right, Midwest, 20 seconds on each here. West, we want to get through them all. The 116 is Houston against the Norse of Northern Kentucky, even with Marcus Sasser's status unknown. I assume you advance Houston here. Do you like mm. him laying the points? I actually kind of do, and this is an interesting phenomenon I was talking about with Vinny, Maiulo, and Chris Andrews last night, is the fact that you used to have these one-seeds, Gil, that would lay like 30, 35 routinely. And now you get these one seeds laying around the 20 or yeah. so. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, I don't lay it with a one seed. I probably will here. I think Sasser, probably the point guard, is going to play here. Northern Kentucky runs a lot of zone. Houston sees a ton of zone. Houston's going to get a million offensive rebounds in this game. So I think Houston covers the number and advances. I actually think they probably have the best draw of any one seed in the bracket. Yeah, those 30 point spreads, and they used to cover them too sometimes. Right. Uh, uh, winner of that game takes on the 8 9 winner, another 8 9 good one. Iowa and Auburn in Birmingham on Thursday. Yeah, kind of a tough deal for Iowa having to go play a nine seed Auburn in Birmingham, just, you know, two hours away from the plane for Auburn. So it's going to be a pretty partisan crowd here. Auburn is a team full of bad chuckers that take bad shots. So Iowa should be able to play that ball screen and flex motion, but Iowa can't guard a lamppost at times. So You've, you'll be able to score on them, even taking some difficult shots just with your offensive rebounds and forcing turnovers. I think Auburn advances here. All right, we're going to get 24-second clock violations here. Uh, Wes, we got to do this. 5-12, Miami Drake, Friday in Albany. Well, like they say on Seinfeld, uh, Gil, got to love the Drake. 
And I do love the Drake here. I took plus three against Miami. Norchad Omir uh, might not go for the Hurricanes. He got hurt in the ACC tournament. Drake's got a bunch of seniors that finally get that shot in the NCAA tournament. I think Drake wins outright. Winner takes on the winner of your alma mater, Indiana, the four seed against the 13 seed Kent State Golden Flashes. I do not like this matchup for my alma mater. Rob Senderoff, by the way, the uh, uh, former IU assistant who got fired as part of the Kelvin Sampson regime for some of the recruiting violations, he hates Indiana, and he is going to show it here. Uh, I think Kent State covers. I would not be surprised if the Hoosiers get knocked out in the first round. All right, other side of the bracket, Friday in Greensboro, 6-11 game, Iowa State, Mississippi State. Uh, yeah, this is probably going to be first to 50 wins. This is going to be a low scoring game. Oh. Lean Mississippi State, assuming they advance against Pittsburgh. All right. The winner takes on the uh, winner of the Xavier Kennesaw State game, 314 game. Uh, 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 Kennesaw very well coached and they can also shoot. I think they cover against Xavier. All right. Last two, Texas A&M, which a lot of people think are under, is underseeded here. Uh, Texas A&M, the seven seed against the 10 seed Penn State, Nittany Lions, first time in the NCAA since 2011. I don't think they're underseeded at all. I think Texas A&M had a very soft non-conference schedule. And I like Penn State in this matchup. Texas A&M gives up some of the most three attempts in the country. Penn State takes some of the most three attempts in the country. Just schematically, I like the matchup for the Nittany Lions. All right. And finally, the winner of that takes on the winner of the Texas Colgate 215 game in Des Moines on Thursday. I love what Colgate runs. I think they're very well coached, but they're up against it here. I know Colgate is kind of that, oh, that sneaky 15 that could give Texas problems. I don't think so here. I think the Longhorns roll. Who's winning it all, Wes? Uh, I'm going to say the UConn Huskies are going to win it all, Gil. The four seed out of the West. And you can check out full write-ups from Wes Reynolds right now on our website, vsin.com, along with Wes and Tim Murray, the full team on the College Basketball Betting Podcast here at vsin. Fresh episodes out as well, even with the deeper dive, if you want to get that on all of the first round games. When we come back, we do have to do our daily dive into the National Football League. There is some breaking news with the free agency signings continuing. Free agency frenzy in the NFL. We'll discuss the latest going on with the Carolina Panthers when we come back as we send it to the Follow the Money crew for the first time on the show today. We'll also end our show with some more March Madness talk discussing strategies for your bracket pools. That's all still to come in the final half hour of Decent Best Bets. This is VSIN's Best Bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to VSIN Best Bets. We continue on a loaded Monday show. There are some NFL topics, though, we have to discuss. As much as the NCAA tournament and the brackets being out are the focal point of our show today, we go to the NFL, and the first time we check in with the Follow the Money crew today, Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard, you can check out Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on VEASAN. They discussed the latest with the Carolina Panthers amidst the rest of the teams, amidst an interesting free agency and NFL draft season in the NFL. Josh Klein, who covers the Panthers, stopped by the show today. Go back to Friday when you had that uh, bombshell drop as the Panthers moved up from number nine overall to get the number one overall pick from the Bears in a huge trade. And Josh Klein joins the program now. He covers the Panthers for riotreport.com. Josh, thanks so much for the time today. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How about you guys? I was told by your producer that uh, coming on this show would uh, excise a lot of my lost bets and uh, give me a huge credit at the casino uh, for March Madness. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Good. He's a pathological liar, though, so uh, <laughs> don't take him for uh, anything that he says. Uh, let, let's. There's so much of this story, Josh, I don't even know where to begin, but let's go back to when the maybe the very beginning of this, when the Ravens uh, put the non-exclusive tag on Lamar Jackson and all those teams in the NFL came out within like 15 minutes and said, nope, no interest at all in Lamar Jackson, including the Carolina Panthers. Why? Well, I assume that's going to be the new MO in the NFL, right? As soon as tampering starts at noon, we're going to get a lot of reports on all these teams that are not interested in certain players. No, I think that that is just how uh, the, the teams had gotten together and they these owners and GMs, they don't want to start a precedent of giving out guaranteed contracts to, uh, to quarterbacks. And for the Panthers specifically, they had already been talking to Chicago throughout the combine over the past month about trading up to that number one pick. 
So ultimately in Carolina, I do think there, there was a grain and a kernel of truth to not having that interest in Lamar Jackson. Across the other part of the league, I don't know what the Falcons are doing. Right. I don't know what some of these other teams are doing. Um, but I, I think one of them may ultimately end up with Lamar Jackson on their team, uh, or he just goes back to the Ravens on that tag, and then the Baltimore fans have another year of biting their nails uh, as he um, you know, uh, does cryptic tweets and Instagram stories. Okay. So then moving forward beyond that, then they make the trade and then you heard so much of uh, the possibilities here, the movement on CJ Stroud after books, you know, took it down and they put it back up. He was last week alone. I bet him at plus five fifty. He was, I think four to one late in the week, take it off the board. He reappears as like a minus two fifty favorite. And that's only gone up since based on where we're at right now. Do you agree with that movement? I think as just like the key part of your sentence there is based on where we are right now, I would say, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that movement, but I think in this day and age, you're going to hear a lot of reports, especially after that Alabama pro day, when you see Bryce young actually throw the ball and, uh, and does that famous off his back foot, flick at 60 yards. And I'm sure everybody will, there will be some sort of viral video of, uh, of Frank Reich widening his eyes while he's standing on the sideline or something. And then the odds will flip back. So if you do want to bet on CJ Stroud as the number one pick, and ultimately I think that's where the Panthers will end up. Uh, I, I would, I might wait until those odds come back down a little bit more, or you get some sort of weird Will Levis rumor that floats. Like all this stuff has a little bit of time to progress in terms of storyline, and that's where these that's where these draft odds come from, especially so early in the process. There's still six weeks left before the draft, and. Uh, and believe me, I stare into the mirror and tell myself that every single morning. Still six weeks left. <laughs> yeah. uh, one less day. They, uh, they made several comments about how they like all these quarterbacks, which could be a lie. But they also said we could move back. How confident are you that they keep the pick and don't try to trade the number two? Yeah, I think that, uh, that, that they're putting out that report. And that behooves them to have that out there, right? For the Panthers, that if the rest of the league, including the Texans, can they keep hearing that the Panthers might trade back, they might trade back. But ultimately, if you really think about it, if you drill down a little bit more, there's really nobody for the Panthers to trade back to. They're not going to trade back to the Colts with the fourth pick because they didn't move up to one just to get the fourth pick draft or get the fourth fourth quarter pick. They're going to move to Arizona's pick at number three because Arizona doesn't want to come up for a quarterback. So uh, if you're the Texans and you say, hey, we've got to flip up to number one in order to get uh, in front of all these quarterback needy teams, a quarterback needy team already jumped in front of the Texans and now they're drafting at number one. So uh, to me, it's, I, I just don't see a situation. I think if the Panthers end up trading back, it's to number two with the Texans to flip picks. And that would be a huge mistake uh, on the Texans part. But, I mean, let's face it, NFL teams make mistakes all the time, uh, and, and they're not uh, – sometimes it feels like they need some – like a like a 16-year-old that plays Madden and uh, and knows exactly how to run the franchise mode um, for, for seasons at a time. So if they do end up trading back, I feel like it would not be – it would be a, uh, a huge win for the Panthers and a mistake by whoever ends up trading up. Yeah, and so, again, the, the Panthers traded up here, and they can say whatever they want. But you're not going to give up that much – Correct, Josh, unless they have one specific quarterback in mind if they keep the number one overall pick, or am I wrong on that? Yeah, I think I, I absolutely think they went up there with the idea that they are going to draft CJ Stroud. But again, we're six weeks out. Maybe they interview Bryce Young and Bryce Young says all the right things. Maybe they see him throw and they say, Man, look at this guy. But um, you know, there there are a lot of things that can change over the next six weeks. But I think if the draft were tomorrow, I think they went up for CJ Stroud. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's who they will end up with uh, come April 27th. Sure. And, and so if it's not Stroud, then is it, do you think, again, six weeks out, but as of right now, if it's not Stroud, would you say it is young or is there any possibility? And we talked about the history of quarterbacks to play under Frank Reich. Every, like everyone is like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, Young's 5'10". Richardson's a beast. Levis is a beast. Is there any chance you think right now that it could be either one of those guys? Yeah, I think it would be Levis more than Richardson. Uh, you know, for everything that we're hearing coming out of Carolina camp is that Richardson is a little bit too much of a project and, and that uh, David Tepper kind of has a little bit of an eye for Bryce Young. And he also has 
Uh, he, he likes what Will Levis looks like. So I think Will Levis would be the kind of the, the sneaky option that could get up to number one. But ultimately, I think it's a two-horse race between Young and Stroud. Uh, anyone else doesn't really make sense at number one. Why'd they throw in DJ Moore? I think they couldn't have gotten up to number one without getting to DJ Moore. I mean, yeah. that's what the bear. I think the Bears wanted the Bears wanted DJ Moore. Uh, probably was the first guy that they said, and they they knew that they were going to get a twenty-four first-round pick from whoever they traded with. They knew they were going to get a couple of second-round picks. They knew they were going to swap back to a top ten, and ultimately, it was the decision between a 20, 20, 20 25 first-round pick and DJ Moore. And I think some other teams offered that 2025 first-round pick. The Panthers offered DJ Moore, and that's why the Panthers are going to ultimately pick number one and not a team like the Colts or uh, or um, somebody else that wanted to go up to number one. How do they plan to address the uh, rest of the roster and especially getting this young quarterback help? And uh, Chenault's their number one wide receiver. Yeah, I, I think they're going to depend a lot on Terrace Marshall, who they spent a second-round pick on a couple years ago. I think they're going to make some moves in free agency. I think they'll pro- you'll probably see either a wide receiver or a tight end come to them in the second round. This tight end class is so deep that I think you could get a, a starting tight end. Um, with the, They have the 39th pick. Ultimately, I think they might move that back a couple, uh, a few picks and pick up some extra draft capital down the road. But I, I think you're going to see wide receiver and tight end um, addressed in free agency and in the draft, and then running back as well. So I think this is a team that has a, a good core on the offensive line. But ultimately, mm. you look at the big picture for the Panthers, they're, they're a rebuilding team. They, they fired their coach halfway through last season. They traded two of their three best players. They have the number one pick in the draft. They are rebuilding. I, I think anybody expecting the Panthers to, be, to win the NFC South next year are, are fooling themselves. They're going to repot, restock. They're going to turn this roster, make it something that Frank Reich wants to work with. They're going to hope that Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud are, it, it looks like the quarterback of the future during his rookie year. And then in 2024, they have all these young defensive pieces. They have a rookie quarterback. They still have a lot of that offensive line under uh, contract. And they have a ton of cap space. Like I'm talking $140 million worth of cap space and no dead money going into 2024. Again, Josh Klein joining Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on Follow the Money. Panthers not the only team, though, making a lot of moves this time of year with the free agency frenzy in full swing, as well as the positioning for the NFL draft underway. The Las Vegas Raiders have their man at quarterback. In case you missed that coming out this morning, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reporting Jimmy Garoppolo signing a three-year, $67.5 million contract with the Las Vegas Raiders as he goes from the 49ers to the Vegas Raiders. If you're wondering how that impacted the futures market, uh, hasn't really. Raiders still 40-1 to to win the Super Bowl next year and are the long shots to come out of the AFC West, currently 13-1 to right now at DraftKings to win their division. We'll see what the next domino to fall is as free agency frenzy is fully underway now in the NFL. We will get back to the college basketball when we return. NCAA Tournament Week is here. We'll go back to Gil Alexander on a numbers game to wrap up the show next, talking about different strategies to bet your pools this year in March Madness. Again, check out all of our game breakdowns available online, both at vcin.com as well as in podcast form. We'll come back more on Beeson Best Bets, talking the NCAA Tournament when we return. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Best Bets, catching you up on everything you missed on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back for the final time on the Monday edition of VSIN Best Bets. Ben Wilson here from our South Point Sportsbook Studio. Big thanks to Tom Catlin, our producer behind the glass, and everybody else behind the scenes. With our show today, VEASAN Best Bets, if you're new to the show, collection of our best hits from around the network in case you have missed anything as we go to our morning show, a numbers game, one of our two morning shows here on the network from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time with Gil Alexander and his producer, Kelly Bidlin. Today on the show, Jason Lisk stopped by. He was a first-time guest on a numbers game talking pool strategy for the March Madness. Yes, you can certainly bet every single game, side, total, fill out your brackets as well, but how to properly handle the strategy for separate pools is yet another part of betting the madness as we send it back over to Gil on this morning's edition of a numbers game. Let's talk pool strategy and who better to help us with Jason Lisk uh, from pool genius. He's an analyst there. First time on the show. Thrilled to have him. How you doing, Jason? I'm great. I, I am honored. You know, I listen to you and Chris and you Andrews guess the lines in the NFL season. So I'm excited to be here on the Monday leading into the NCAA tournament. To oh about. man, you're very kind. It's great to have you. And and I think, and this is the thing is we don't want to get too cool for school here and only talk ATS. We realize that 90% of our audience still loves filling out brackets. I'm trying to get them to do survivor pools, but I get it. Brackets are still the thing. And it's great to have a, a solid reminder of what people should remember in order to maximize profits in their brackets. Let's start with the very first thing I sort of, alluded to this earlier, and it sounds very simple, but man, is it everything. Understanding your scoring system. What do you mean by that? So absolutely. Um, you know, if, if you are in, a, in like the ESPN contest, one point in the first round, all the way to 32 by the final, you know, and no points for upsets, that really puts an incentive on nailing the champion and getting some of those key picks through to the final four, maybe one or two others. Uh, to win most pools. So you don't have to go crazy with upsets early. You really need to find and leverage one of those top champion picks and kind of go with, go with ride one of those horses and, and surround them with some values, but not go too crazy in the early rounds when you're not getting bonus points. Now I play in some pools where you get points based on seed, based on seed difference. Uh, so you get 10 points. If you pick a 10 seed versus one, if you pick a one seed, well, that makes a big difference. If you're getting bonus points for picking upsets, a lot of times picking a 12 or an 11 over a six makes perfect sense when you're getting double the points. Absolutely. That's the first thing folks should know. Now, this one is, this one's a little more nuanced, and I'm going to lean on you here to articulate this properly, the, to assess the difference uh, between risk and value. Yeah, so th- th- there's, if you want to win a bracket, you got to get points people, other people don't get. But you also have to avoid sitting there on the sidelines because you pick the seven seed to the final four and then the two or the one seed goes <laughs> all the way and is just killing you round by round as you didn't pick it because you lose, you silently lose that way. So you got to balance those two factors. You don't want to just go all 
upsets, all six seeds, five seeds. And you don't want to go all straight chalk because you do have to differentiate yourself somewhere. But you need to find those targeted chances to take risks where it makes sense, where you're not giving up that much in terms of odds of winning. So look for value. Don't go too crazy with some of this stuff. And a lot of this also, not a lot of this, but all of this is heavily tied into the pool size that you happen to be in as well, right? All of this is intrinsically connected to each other. Yeah, I mean, you, you talked about this, this contest to pick a perfect bracket, which none of us are going to do. But if you're playing in a contest nationally with thousands and thousands of entries, you have to take on more risk, make some crazier picks, because you're competing with so many people. If you're playing 20 buddies, 10 buddies, uh, they're probably going to make some poor picks. They're going to take the six seed on the run, and they're going to lose them in round one or two. And um, so just being nice, conservative, solid picking can win you those smaller pools. In larger pools, you really got to find those edges. Like, for example, let's, let's tie it to betting, right? You can win pools by taking a betting approach with the futures. Like, I'm going to leverage this unpopular champion that's being way underpicked and basically put my pool chances on them and see if I can leverage this pick because I think they're underpicked, if that makes sense. Yeah. And this is, this is, you know, core, it's the same thing as sort of daily, uh, you know, daily DFS, uh, which is redundant, but DFS, which is the bigger the contest, the more, the more shots you have to take basically in layman's terms, the, yep. the tighter the contest, the more you should sort of, um, just assess what the other folks might take and you should uh, behave accordingly. You should always try to assess what others are taking, but that will vary from pool, from pool size to pool size, big to uh, small. This one's my favorite, Jason, uh, yes. because I think it's the one that people neglect to mention. And it, it immediately occurred to me, I hadn't seen uh, your tenants yet when I was watching the CBS broadcast yesterday and immediately, right? I won't pick on anybody specifically. Immediately they launch into, Oh, you got to love the 12 versus the five. And this is the one you got to take. What are, what are the golden rules quote unquote that you should avoid? Yeah, there's a lot of them. People, people have certain seed based numbers that they think are, are, Oh, you got to always pick this kind of seed. You can't pick all ones. You can't pick all ones and twos. Actually, a lot of winning brackets when we study them have like most of the top eight in their final four, and they just hit two or three of them and get the champ right versus, you know, getting crazy. Um, you don't have to like go crazy and pick an eight seed to the final four. Um, so all these are like seed based numbers. You have to pick a certain quota of upsets. You don't. You don't have to pick a certain quota of upsets. You should pick those upsets when they make sense for that year. Uh, that said, I do like some 12 seeds in the betting market this year, but I'm not going to go crazy picking them in a bracket. I'm going to translate that to the betting if I like a 12 seed. And that's the thing. So all of these, like, that's, that's the other thing. A lot of the stuff that people are going to do isn't going to be exactly consistent. You're going to be have to, have to be able to process that you like, you know, the team with the points in a bet. You have to be okay to pick them in an upset rewarded pool. You have to be okay not to pick them in a non-upset rewarded pool. So there's lots of things you got to think about. Survivors, it's whole uh, Mishugas after that. So all of those things matter. Um, and just by the way, for some facts, what you know, just to buttress some of what Jason's talking about, a one seed has won the title in the last five NCAA tournaments. Again, we don't love trends, but just to let you know. Um, a number one seed has won the tournament the last five years. At least one number one seed has reached the final four in the last nine tournaments. So know that as well, just because it's there doesn't mean that it's necessarily predictive, but in case you're going, you know, hog on this and you're just going to go five, seven, nine, eight, just know that that just typically does not happen. Um, final four, first four teams rather have reached the final four twice in history as well. Um, and some other things that we will uh, note throughout the show. But these are, these are all tenants. Again, understand your scoring system, assess risk and value, adjust strategy for pool size, and avoid some of the golden rules. Oh, you got to advance a 12 past a 5. It always happens. Well, yeah, it might. But it has nothing to do with actual 12 versus 5 seeds. It's just right. about your assessment of the game. Jason, now you, uh, you work at Pool Genius, which is part of team rankings. Explain to folks what they can find over there. So if you visit Pool Genius and you go to the bracket picks, we have uh, subscriptions for customized pool picks. You can set up as many brackets as you want. 
you put enter your pools and we'll give you our customized picks based on our projections, our simulations, and which works for your scoring system and pool size. Now, I will say you mentioned survivor pools too. Mm-hmm. We, starting last year, we have a survivor tool. We, um, we're big survivor guys in NFL season and I love NCAA survivor pools. So we have a tool for that where we give some ratings each day. Uh, survivor, NCAA survivors are awesome. The Go greatest thing ever. If you want to be crazy, do that because you can leverage some upsets in, like, say, the Elite Eight. If you plan out, like, which teams do I think are going to be popular to go against? You can win these large pools by by positioning yourself. You got to take a lot of risks in an NCAA survivor. Yes, pool. super. Do you really do? It's so much fun. Uh, and then you mentioned real quick, because we only have 20 seconds here, Jason, but you mentioned you like uh, some of the upsets uh, against the spread, at least, or you like the taking the number in some of these uh, longer seeds? You know, uh, teams like VCU, um, teams like Drake, uh, this is a strong, I'll say this, it's a strong class of 12s and 13s this year. A lot of the top teams won. That's not always the case in these conference tournaments, but that happened. Uh, VCU particularly can turn people over on a roll entering the tournament. All right, thanks to Jason Lisk for joining Gil Alexander on a numbers game. And don't worry, we have plenty more college basketball coverage coming up the rest of the day today. Sharp Money, by the way, coming up right after this with Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, and Dustin Sweetelson. Tonight, very special edition of VSIN Tonight. Dave Ross joined by Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds as they break down every single game. If you've missed any of our analysis so far, that special three-hour show is tonight, 6 to 9 p.m. on the West Coast, 9 to 12 East Coast time, with the first four already getting underway tomorrow from Dayton, Ohio, two games tomorrow, two Wednesday, before the madness really gets into full gear on Thursday. So big thanks to Tom Catlin, our producer behind the glass. I'm Ben Wilson. Again, coming up next on the show, it is Sharp Money with Patrick Amal and Dust- Dustin Sweetelson. We say so long here for this edition of Easton Best Bets. More NCAA March Madness picks to come throughout the week as we continue to give our breakdowns on how to properly bet the bracket this time around with the tournament getting underway in full force tomorrow with two games in the first four. I'm Ben Wilson saying so long on this latest edition of VEASAN Best Bets. We'll see you again tomorrow at the same time here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry every rematch every rookie debut every game revealed the 2024 nfl schedule release presented by verizon coming in may live on nfl network espn2 and streaming on nfl plus terms and conditions apply to nfl plus visit nfl.com schedule release to learn more